þú ert að hlusta á alvarpið á nútímanum. Just Nokia. It's the only thing I know that's finished. Yes, well, we crossed the line. Well, uh, are we on already? Yes, we are on. So oh. we, we start with uh, some casual racism. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Oh, did did I do the Thai thing? Yes, you oh, did. Wow. Yeah, yeah. This is not I caught good. your Thai thing. The thing you've been kept keeping away from your stand-up this whole time. I have. I only ever have told that story in Bar 11. Because it's filled with drunk Icelanders. I don't, don't I mean... Care. It's not, now it's kind of you know because it's 2016. Yeah, and uh, now it's now you can't uh, mock uh, other languages. Well, yeah, well, because you're if, not mocking if, a race, you're mocking a language. You're doing uh, an impersonation of a language, so I think that's fine. Yes, and I love everything Japanese and uh, the language. <laughs> uh, but. Um, yeah. But yeah, mocking an accent. I don't think mocking an accent is offensive. No, I think, yeah, I think, you know, we're just, uh, we're still, we're st- as, a, as a species, we're still like teenagers. We have yet to yeah. grow up. Yeah. I think it's uh, very, um, uh, the Icelandic word is hrokafullt. Uh, it's uh, not, it's, um, yeah. If we think really big of ourselves, if we think at this point in time is like our greatest, this is the end, you know. Oh. If people, because um, we keep forgetting that the present day was also the present day during the medieval times and during uh, wow. Neanderthal times. That is, that is way more insightful than we've ever been. Uh, in yes. This podcast. I don't know if they're ready for this jelly. Well, they should be ready for this jelly, because I, I bring you the the jelly of truth, and the truth is that we are yeah, we are still evolving, yeah. and uh, one of the tools for evolving is uh, a sense of humor and exploring 
the fact that they, we are diverse. And as long as we keep exploring it through, uh, through uh, discovery and through learning and through humor, we will eventually get to a point where we can actually make fun of each other, even uh, uh, how we look uh, different yeah. and how we sound different, because that will just be a part of the whole fucking mess that is the human race. Exactly. And uh, this, uh, this is very related to my Star Trek philosophy. Uh-huh. Um, so which you did we talked about last week your Star Trek philosophy I think yes my star, I yeah. th- I uh, I actually whenever I vote for a political party I go which one is most like Star Trek and I vote for that one aha uh-huh. see on on the accent thing I actually find and I hope some people take this if you hear someone impersonating an accent or a language and they do it well. Mm-hmm. I think that's the that's so incredibly fl- flattering because they would have had to take the time. Yeah, but, do you know absolutely. how many terrible Australian accents I've heard since I've been here in Iceland? Well, uh, I know at least uh, one. one. <laughs> <laughs> and every time someone does, Nick Jemison does an amazing Aussie accent. Like yes. he sometimes does it better than I can. And, oh, uh, well, he's a genius. He is a he is a, probably a criminal genius. Actually, yes, he's uh, probably he, that's probably why he lives here. Yes, he's, yeah, he's yeah. Probably yeah. Probably and why? Yeah. But we're here. Because I am an Icelandic person. And I am an Australian person. And, and we they, make I, up... Australia! Australia, it's a podcast. A podcast that's broadcast on your radio. radio. The internet. internet is the radio of present day. We live in the future. And this is the way we communicate to the masses. We are princesses and princes of the whatever I'm saying right now. <laughs> you just want to see how long I would do that for, right? Yes. Yeah, how long I would keep trying to say the same we, word. Uh, we went somewhere in, into like a fantastic realms. That was nice. During this uh, improvisation, our regular improvisation of I, Australia. I, think I actually, do you know what? I'm just going to come right out and say that that was better than most dates I've ever been on in my entire life. The, that whole singing that together? That whole singing together yeah. was like, oh, if only, if only mm-hmm. I could experience this with another yeah. human being. <laughs> yeah. Well, dates, you have you, yeah. Go on. How, how many dates have you been on? In my life. In your life, if you would just... In my life. Um, in my life. In my... Way in too... My life. Define date, though, because we're in Iceland and we brought this up in the, the pub yeah, quiz we did well, the other day. date, night. to me, is like sitting together at a table. Okay, so a date is, a is not... Bar or so if, you, or coffee if you went to a sex on-premises venue and... Sex on-premises like venue? Like a sauna... Like a gay sauna. Like if you went to a gay sauna yeah. and you had sex with eight people I, in the space I, I of a couple of hours, that's not eight dates, is I it? Would, unless you brought someone to the the sex party. So then that would be kind of your date. That I think that would count. So I think I've probably been on like a hundred maybe in my life. Okay, a date. Yeah, that was that, see, that was my process of eliminating. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe, yeah, I think it's at least triple digits. Yeah, I think I'm still in single digits. Wow. 
It's, I think this is a very interesting dynamic of our podcast and uh, our team up is that uh, uh, apparently you've done everything and I've done nothing. It would seem so. Yeah. Except I haven't been a successful cartoonist in Iceland. Yeah, well, you have to do a whole lot of nothing to be able to be a successful <laughs> cartoonist. Because <laughs> you get asked advice all the time from like from artists and people like, how do you mm. do the comic community here? How yeah. do you, and your, your response is always, you just got to do stuff, but maybe yeah. you're wrong. And maybe you actually yeah, maybe have to do just nothing. sit on your ass and not have a life. And just draw. That's how you draw do. your angry yeah. perceptions of the world. Yeah. 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 But I'm, um, but I'm glad that I spent all this time drawing these sick uh, cartoons. Yeah. It's, it's been very good. Because I've exercised some demons. I think. You're a pretty laid-back, chill person. Yeah, and also because of, you know, weed. Yeah, that probably helps. Yes. I think weed has... I, I've been... I was a much more of a stoner, uh, like, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, now it's kind of... I think uh, the weed has kind of... I, I've been as assimilated been, into my you've body. You've been marinated in it. Yeah, so now I'm just... I am... It's You're just, just constantly, there. You yeah. have resting stoned face. Yeah, man. I've got resting stone resting face. Resting stone face. You're like a stoner sloth. I've shown you that, right? <clears throat> stoner sloth, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, the, the commercial in Australia... There was an anti-weed commercial that mm. got torn apart because everyone was like, this is ridiculous. And it's basically like, you know, there's a scene where this teacher's going, okay, pens down, everyone. You know, Maria, Maria. And then you pan out and you see that Maria is a sloth, like the oh, animal. Right. And she's going... Like she, and yeah. she's just looking around like she doesn't know where she is. And like some kid at the back of the class goes, stone a sloth. <laughs> oh and then the hashtag is you're worse on weed. I think oh, that's you left your phone ringing. You... I am so sorry. Oh, I'm going to go shoot myself right now. All right. Well, while Huli is uh, getting his phone, it is probably time for a word from our sponsors, uh, Vagisil. Uh, Vagisil. It's necessary for the woman on the go who just has some itches and things she wants to take care of. Uh, it's 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 not a taboo. It's something everyone should be comfortable with. Oh, he's on the phone now. Just keep on saying the funny th- things you're saying. The funny things I've been saying. This is this is an odd moment. I've, I'm I'm in a podcast to myself. I'm actually having flashbacks to when I was uh, when I was a child, and I used to make radio shows in my bedroom. Uh, one distinct memory that's coming to mind now is I was very obsessed with a song by a certain Paula Abdul. I think it was yeah, something yeah, about yeah. My Love Is For Real. And uh, I used to learn the words to songs by recording them off the radio and uh, and playing them back. And I, I knew that song down pat. I couldn't sing it today, but I remember I, uh, I recorded a version of myself at the age of, I think, seven, singing that song. Uh, it accidentally got mixed up with a, uh, a party Christmas song mixtape at uh, the family Christmas. And suddenly, um, I was uh, sitting eating some turkey and I could hear my own voice singing Paula Abdul. And I think now as I look back on that, that was a moment for me when I was thinking, Oh God, I am incredibly gay. I think I came in at the exactly right moment. Uh, so you've been uh, exercising your... Uh, My demons. Your demons. It yeah. felt really good. You should take phone calls throughout the podcast more often. 
<laughs> that was my brother, Thorri. Uh-huh. Have, have you met my yes, brother? Yes, I've met your yeah. brother a few times. And um, he, he and I am going, uh, are going to uh, the west of Iceland. At, yes. At Patrick's, no, not Patrick's, but at, um, at Drangsnes. Mm. Drangsnes, where there is a, a festival called Sumarmölin, which is a music festival. Is it a metal music festival? No, it's just uh, all sorts. And I, me and Saga... Gardarsdóttir, who is a yeah. comedian. A comedian. I did see. I did. And I, I have to admit, when I saw that poster that you were doing comedy with someone else, mm-hmm. I felt a little bit cheated on. Yes, I wanted you to feel cheated on because <laughs> I want you to know this is an open relationship. So sometimes I'm going to have to throw situations like this into your face well, so I'm, you just get used to I'm it. I'm so glad that we talked about this because um, I've been speaking with Bilke mm, yeah. about doing some shows with her while you're in Berlin. Oh, you mean Bilka, who I did a show with and Patrick's Fjord just a few weeks ago? <laughs> no, I could also just go back to doing my own shows because uh, I'm strong enough as a performer on my own. I suppose you are. <laughs> but anyway, what's been going on? Is... Should we go to the embarrassment of the week? Embarrassment, yes. Embarrassment of the week. The <laughs> embarrassment of the week. And then we just need a... That's a toilet flush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, still, we are still uh, waiting for jingles. Uh, yes, if you uh, want to create them. If you are a, a person who knows how to make sounds uh-huh. on your computer, please yeah. make jingles for our segments and we yeah. will give you tickets to our show. There are two shows left. Yeah, uh, for now. For now. Yeah. But we will add some more shows because this is getting popular. It is. This is... Uh, this popular... People are talking about this. Also. People are talking about it, and I and that actually leads into my embarrassment of the week. Oh yes, please. It does because I, I mean, you've mentioned on this show quite a few times that I am becoming a minor celebrity in Iceland, and I never believe you. No, uh, yeah. but it, 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 being a celebrity in Iceland is uh, it's similar to the old joke of how do you. Uh, how if you get lost in an Icelandic forest, yeah. what do you do? Stand up. Stand up. Yeah. Uh, it's similar, you know. The trees you, aren't that tall here. No. Here you just you want to be famous, you just have to shout loud enough. And people will hear you. Yes. Well, I, I've never had to really, you know, uh, in Australia, I guess you would call me a gay D-list celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I would get invited to things, but I'd still have to explain why when I got there. Yeah, right. Uh, okay. uh, so I never really had to deal with being noticed so much and at our pub quiz the other night mm-hmm. i had an interesting situation whereby um i mean as you know i have i'm i'm sort of dating somebody mm-hmm. at the moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dating a, a, a young gentleman mm-hmm. uh, a gentleman caller a gentleman caller my dearest felicity my dearest felicity <laughs> <laughs> i have a gentleman caller uh, and uh, and it's it's very new and I actually um, in my opinion I think when you have uh, begun sort of dating somebody it is a bit like being pregnant you should wait until the first trimester is over and you know that the baby's not dead before you tell everyone about it you know what I mean uh, yeah, you should yeah, yeah. wait until <clears throat> it's it's definitely gonna stick mm-hmm. you know I mean that makes me sound like a cynical no no it's the be- it's the best best possible metaphor you could yeah, have come up with I a dead so. baby a dead baby and mm-hmm. a relationship mm-hmm. um so so I I I like to think I'm 
when it comes to those, I know I talk about a lot of stuff on stage, mm-hmm. uh, but when it comes to, you know, the boudoir of someone who might be coming into my boudoir or coming on my face currently. Um, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. You know what I mean. If you catch my drift, if I cover my face, I mean putting semen on my eyes. Yes, Am please. I putting semen yes. on my eyes. Could I mean... you elaborate on that, the last thing, semen in your eyes, because I'm not catching your drift. Uh, you're not catching my drift? Well, you know, it's uh, it, it happens accidentally sometimes. It does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, some people are shooters. Some people are shooters. Yeah, some people are shooters. Some, and yeah. it's, it's happened to me before where in the moment of passion, you you um the weird thing about when there's two men though if it's gone in it, the the one time it went in my eye i didn't know whose it was i i i yes i have nothing it went in my eye you. and i went ah oh, that stings a bit you, and i was actually going was it mine or his you I, won this round jonathan I, <laughs> <laughs> next time gadget <laughs> but but so um i i'm quite a private person when it comes to oh obviously well but no but when it comes to like if i'm if i'm just the gentleman listeners out there if i am dating you currently um i will not you know talk about things in public mm-hmm. that well, are of course happening. yeah i i i've i've been in relationships uh, and uh, yeah. be, uh, be, and been a comedian at the same time and i just i leave the i leave exactly. reality out exactly. of it i talk about my parents sex life yeah. in my in my stand up but i'm actually not talking about my parents it is just some faceless uh, parent figures uh, that are uh, yeah. make up Just a joke like up on stage. All the men I've ever talked about in my stand-up that you know about having sex with them, I've changed their names. Sometimes mm-hmm. I've changed their nationalities. Mm-hmm. Some of them may have even been my ex-husband. You wouldn't know. Only he would know, or maybe he wouldn't, because he doesn't remember a lot of things. Um, <laughs> but sometimes he was unconscious. Uh, <laughs> but so um, I was I was at at um, at the venue the other night. And I, I was talking with someone who was watching the show and this person who I don't really know that well, mm-hmm. just out of nowhere said to me, you have a boyfriend. Mm. And I said, um, I'm, I'm sorry, what? You have a boyfriend. I went, ah, uh, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm, they, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing someone at the moment. Like, in, in in a lot of ways, I wanted to say, are we in high school? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, I'm I'm yeah, I'm seeing someone at the moment. What what makes you bring that up? Oh, no reason. I just saw you the other day, um, walking down, named the street, uh, holding hands, and I thought it was really lovely, and I wanted to tell you that, and that's okay. But I felt embarrassed because I was like, this was it was like my little secret. Yeah, I understand completely. It was my little. Yeah, even if I was in a, like an official relationship, I would find it somewhat uncomfortable or strange or even uh, somewhat rude if someone yeah. would say, you have a girlfriend. And I said, yes, and uh, you are? <laughs> it's just, uh, who, why, even, you know, even if, uh, if I, I have, uh, you know, yeah, if you never had a girlfriend, why would somebody have to tell me I had yeah. it? Why, why are they doing this? And also because it's like, it's <sighs> something that's new. Yeah. And like, I live miles away from my home city. So there's mm-hmm. like a, that's the whole, you know, wait till the first trimester mm-hmm. thing is over. Because then yeah. there's all these conversations I would have to have with people back in right. Australia. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, I'm not ready to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, I may be digging a hole for myself because the gentleman caller in question is probably going to hear this podcast and may have some questions about 
about, oh my god, what does he think is going to happen for... I should shut up now. Yes, that's, no, please. That's <laughs> because I'm waiting for you to just dig that dig hole that so hole. deep I can't see you anymore. <laughs> Do you You're have right. an embarrassment of the week? I have an embarrassment of a future week. Oh. Yes. Do we have a clip? And here's the clip. <laughs> it's uh, the, it's uh, the thing is that I have a, a sister-in-law. That's yes. the word for my brother's woman. Yes, he's a lady. My brother's woman. He's a lady. She, she is uh, working for the Red Cross. Uh-huh. And she asked me if I would run a marathon at the uh, Menigarnot Marathon. I'm doing that. Culture Night. Yes, I know you're doing that. And I said, maybe. How, how much does she want you to run? She wants me to run because she wants me to run in the name, like uh, to sponsor the, the Red Cross. Red Cross and, and in particular like uh, this uh, uh, blood van. The Blood Wan. The Blood Wan? Yeah, the Blood Wan. Is it, is it any relation to James Wan, the director of Saw? Oh, uh, yes. We, I know what's happening here. The old Icelandic confusing the V's with the W's. It's a van. Yeah, van. Van, yes. yes. Okay. Uh, a Blood Wan. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a van filled with... I, I love Blood a van, van filled with blood. That's a horror like movie the, right there. It's like the elevator Stephen in The Shining. Stephen King's yeah. The Blood Wan. The door opens. His and fifth goes... book about the killing car. <laughs> <laughs> right after Lamp Monster. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, yeah, the blood uh, blood donation van. Uh huh. And uh, I I'm supposed to yeah, run to uh, uh, to sponsor that van or what? However you call it. Yeah. How many kilometers? I think I'm going for the like the tens, but a uh, ten kilometers. But you're I gonna would, do ten. I, yeah. Okay, because you can do three, five, ten, a ten, half marathon. Yeah. Or a full marathon. Well, then I'm going for 10. But I would love to go for a half marathon. I'm doing a half marathon. You're doing a half marathon. I am. How insane is that? It's insane. And I've started training as well. So actually, um, probably from next week on, I only re I will only drink when I'm doing the podcast or a show with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> because it's like from next week, it's like five days a week training. Yeah, it has to start next week. That's the ho most horrible thing about this. Are they going to help you train? Yeah, I think so. Well, I think uh, uh, my sister-in-law is going to uh, like uh, start reminding me to train have on you, Tuesdays. Have you ever run in your life? <laughs> <laughs> I was in like high school and stuff. I mean, so I, I had ran to run with from you life through, for a couple of through times. Copenhagen Airport. Yeah. And I still left you way behind. Yeah, because I, I was thinking, the oh, they're not going to leave. They're going to leave without me. I'm famous <laughs> yes. in Iceland. But no, here's the thing. I, I, I never said yes to uh, Zeba, my sister-in-law. Uh -huh. But then I saw you announcing it on Facebook and I said, fuck this shit, I'm going to do it. Sure. Also, because now it's a kick in my ass to start uh, like uh, getting healthier. myself in shape. Yeah. So I I guess I better get myself in shape. Are we gonna do something... the marathon together? Yeah. Wow. Are you the only person they're getting to front for the Red Cross? Uh, or have the, they got a team of celebrities? There was another celebrity that might be doing it, but I'm not gonna tell who, who it is. Because they you don't want to pressure them into yeah. saying yes. Yeah, but obviously it would be someone I know because mm -hmm. it's Iceland. Yes, it's a funny to think to talk about celebrities. 
that's an embarrassing thing as well. Talk about being a celebrity. Mm. Uh, why, of course, I think uh, probably most of the people listening to this, of all the like 14 people who yeah. are listening, yeah. most of them are Icelandic and they know who I am. Yeah. And therefore I am a, a, a celebrity. Yeah. Uh, in their world, but I am an Icelandic celebrity. Yeah, well, there's no such thing as a celebrity in Iceland. No, it isn't really. So Unless you're Palle. Uh, there are different rules. I mean, Palle, yeah. Palle is a whole other level. You like, have to he be is a... a kind of celebrity where, I've said this before, he could shoot a child in the street mm-hmm. and everybody would be okay with it. Yeah. Because he's that famous. Yeah, I would love to see him shoot a child. It would be a very glittery death. I would love to do like a a Paul Oscar video with just the most horrific things. Like him just going on a rampage. Down low, just shooting up people, slicing their heads off like like The Purge. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We have now begun the annual Purge. Here is the thing. I I had a bunch of Paul Oscar songs in my iPod one time Mm -hmm. and I was listening to it. And uh, often when I listen to like inspirational music, I th- make up movies and videos yeah, in my head. I do too. And I did this thing when he was, uh, it was Alt uh, Austina probably. Uh, and I was listening to that song and I for some reason just saw a scene with him just slaughtering zombies while singing the song. He would love that. He would love that. He loved <clears throat> horror movies. Yeah, well, here's what happened. And I don't think you know this. I then contacted Paul Oscar mm-hmm. and um, asked him if he would mind if I would do a comic book about him fighting zombies on gay pride. <gasps> so there, uh, and he said, yes, please. And I then uh, contacted him. He, he said, yes, please. No, that's not what he said. Okay, you do it. Yes, <laughs> I would love it. Yeah, that's what I said. Yes, <laughs> I would love it. I'm Potlos Girl! <laughs> Why does he sound like <laughs> sounds like Joel McGraw? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was doing the, like, the, the Years yeah. character from Simpsons. I had a stroke. So, so this comic book, did it happen? It did happen. And it's, uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, <clears throat> it's out there. It's a uh, second There is one. a comic book of Pulp Oscar fighting zombies during Pride. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Alcoholic zombies as well. Oh, yeah. wow. There's there's lots of meaning there. There is, uh, yeah, because he is a very sober guy. He's never he's d- never had a drop of alcohol his entire life. I know. I really admire people like that. Yes. Kathy Griffin is the same. Kathy Griffin, she and is? you know Raquel de Steinen? Yeah. From uh, from she hosts everything mm-hmm. on roof. She has never had a drop of alcohol. I would life. like to do like a, a like a, a video piece, an art piece where we lock. Uh, Paul Oscar and Ragnhild to stay in inside the room yeah. with uh, some moonshine oh <laughs> and videotape it well, and see what happens. One of, like saw, like one of them is allowed out. Yeah, but like only, if, first, only, only if, if the other Yeah, takes. the key, like the lock is connected to like one of those uh, alcohol breathalyzers. Oh. oh, so you have to you have, have to have a, a point be- above point zero five to get out. To get out. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh my god! And this is really awful for us to say because they might have very personal reasons yeah. why they don't drink. We don't know this. Yes, it's true. Yeah. But one thing is for sure: they are both one hundred and fifty million times more productive and successful than we are. That is also true. Yeah. So, so this is so <laughs> this is how I will use art to ruin them. Oh. <laughs> 
But yeah, we, we, when I saw you, uh, we were participating, I, I sent Sip a message that says, yes, I'll do it. And she was really happy, so now I have to do it. So You're, you're yeah. welcome to train with me. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. I, I can recommend if you've never run before, the first thing you need to do is download an app. Mm-hmm. It's called Couch to 5K. All right. And it basically takes you, when I first started running, you've seen my Twinkie past, right? When I was, when I yeah. weighed like 65 kilograms that, yeah. and... That was when I got addicted to running. Uh-huh. And basically, I was still eating and I was still, you know, able to drink wine and stuff. I just loved running so much that I was doing 10 kilometers a day, like six days a week. And okay, so <clears> that's so that which might, is too far. Yeah, but that's a pretty, you know, I should, I should, I would like to have a lifestyle like that where I can just be uh, do the, whatever uh, you same piece of yeah. shit time every day, yeah. but just negate it every day by like. I'll reboot myself by running. By running, and it yeah. gives you an intense high. Yeah. Um, and that was the thing is, you know, I mean, hello, addictive personality. Yeah. Um, yes. I could get addicted to dust, to be honest with you. You know, actually, excuse me, I'm just, I'm just having some dust right now. Uh, but, <laughs> but um, oh God, that just that came out wrong, didn't it? That came out. I meant dust, like the dust that is dirty in you. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because dust could sound like coke. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's how I understood it. Okay, all right. Let's, no, let's pretend no, it never happened. No, it happened. It happened. Uh, yes. but and also this strange moment right here. That's happening right now. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's... Yeah, there are, no co- there are no take backs in no, Australia. No, no, you just literally put this online. Yeah. Yeah, so they'll also hear about... We, have my... nev- we never, like, cut up an episode. We haven't. But this app takes you and basically you... you do a playlist mm-hmm. and it starts out where it says, um, you know, so the, it tells you to just do it three times a week mm-hmm. and it gets you from nothing to doing 5Ks in, in um, I think, six weeks. Right. And so the first week is each day that you're doing it, it's like you start, it goes, ding, warm up. Mm-hmm. And then you just walk for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it goes, ding, run for mm-hmm. like um, one or two minutes. And then walk and you just do that and it I builds do a lot of walking up. already and and so then the next week you have more running mm-hmm. and it just decreases over time and your stamina builds what I also like about it is that halfway through it tells you that you're halfway done mm-hmm. so once you once yeah you get that's to cool like, oh I love it yes yeah and it plays your music uh-huh. In between, so yeah, the music just I comes some, down. And... I have some wonderful collection of, yeah. of of gangster rap and and death metal. And you can listen to Puff Oscar. Yeah, also and Oscar. visualize things. Mm-hmm. Visualize yeah. zombie killing. Yeah, but uh, so congratulations. Thank you, thank you. You're I gonna lose your dad bod. Yeah, but then I lose like a. I, the thing is, I'm I'm doing like a step by step thing in my life right now, which is uh, get, uh, the getting my shit together mm-hmm. uh, period. And I've already uh, bought a washing machine. That I was know. one step. You were really excited. About yes, that. I, because I've just uh, uh, since my last breakup, which was a year and a half ago, I lost my uh, washing machine. Uh huh. Not mine, hers. You obviously. actually looked a little choked up then. <laughs> well, and I wasn't sure if it was from the breakup or the washing machine. <laughs> um, it's just it's my it's my resting choked up face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then. The then uh, yeah then just recently I finally called the plumber to fix my shower because it was filling up with disgusting oh, drain water. Wow! Uh, so my shower is fixed. 
Yeah. So I don't. I, I, for the last month, I've been going like into swimming pools to bathe. <gasps> wow! And um, your landlord didn't want to pay for it. Oh well, sure, yes, absolutely. But uh, I, I was just so busy working. And you couldn't yeah, I, I, yeah, and I, I, my brain is. Yeah, it's kind of it kind of all so you got a washing machine. A you fixed your shower. I remember you said yeah. you thought about buying a vacuum cleaner. I'm I'm gonna buy a vacuum cleaner as well. I always use a broom, but I'm also gonna buy um, a bicycle. <gasps> oh wow! That's next on the agenda. And uh, so you could get a scooter like Bill. <clears throat> no, I want to do the the whole uh, fitness fitness thing. Yeah. Well, she's quite thin, and, and she doesn't eat very healthy and drinks a lot. So. Yeah, but some people are like that. Yeah, yeah. it'll catch up. They're with called. Her. She's the, not thirty yet. The scum of the earth. She's not thirty. It'll she's happen. She's not thirty. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look out, Bill. Yeah. I remember when I was doing the whole gluten shit, talking about gluten intolerance, yeah, yeah. how your shit turns to shit uh, when uh, you eat gluten, mm-hmm. and you said, "I think I have that too, but I don't think it's gluten intolerance. It's called being over 30. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, yeah, yeah that it might is. be it. It is. <laughs> Every time you have a night where you've had like beer or too much wine, yeah. the next day you just get so much diarrhea. Yeah. Do you know they, they have a term for it? It's called second puberty. Because also in your 30s you start getting hair again, like more. Yeah, I think I am in my second puberty. You're it. I'm in my yeah. second puberty. Like my nose hairs are getting... I have oh, to, fucking nose hairs. I have to... You know, sometimes they get irritated mm. and you got to like get in there and get them out. Mm-hmm. And you, I, I occasionally have to pluck hairs out of my back. And yeah, I think it's when you become your father. Oh, okay. Because I remember all through my like late teens, early 20s, I remember looking at my dad and going, wow, he's just like, he's like a big hairy ape. Like he's got a furry back. He's got hair everywhere, comes out of his ears, his nose. And I remember looking at him going, I don't feel like I'm genetically related to you at all because I just don't have any of this stuff. However, I turned 30 and here it comes. But talking about, you know, getting rid of the dad bod. Yeah. So if I get rid of my dad bod, uh-huh. I no longer can, uh, that will no you longer be a material in my stand. However, however, dad bod is a broad term. <laughs> so unless you have abs, unless you look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club, I think you can still say that you have a dad bod because you're wearing a shirt. No one will know. Okay. But, uh, yeah, well, I'm not going to lie. You know, it's, uh, I only speak the truth up yeah. on stage. Yeah, yeah. Also, there is another thing. Yeah. Uh, for years, on most of my life, I've had this snoring problem. Oh. So much that I, uh, I don't get the oxygen I need during sleep. So You have sleep apnea. <clears throat> I sleep apnea, which means I am tired every day. And I, t- being like, I don't know what it is to be fully awake because wow. I've never lived that thing. Even, even when you were like that. a teen and you were like, because you were quite skinny as a teenager. Yeah. I'm well, not calling you fat. I'm just saying that just because I know that sometimes yeah, with yeah, no, snoring... No, no, you, you, you were calling me fat. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. No, no, I, I get it. I, I'm a fat, disgusting pig and Ooh. I should just shoot myself right now. No, I get it. No, no, no. Don't, don't be subtle. I feel like I'm having a conversation with my mom. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not what I said, mom. That's, that's <laughs> not what I said. No, but, uh, no, I, I, uh, but the thing is, yeah, because uh, it, it turns out my uvula is uh, unusually large. And that's what stops you breathing. 
Yeah, that that that, that is what makes me snore. Can I, I snor- see it? <laughs> it is a big. It's a big uvula. Uh, and that and but this whole uvula is is. A source of many sound effects I make in my stand-up. Uh-huh. For example, the Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and also, kind of, which I I won't miss Chewbacca because every there are there are lots of Chewbaccas out there. Yeah. But it because the the doctor said he could just cut out my uvula and that will fix my problem. He knows that for a fact. Yeah. He went and investigated. Did you have like a tube shoved? I'm yeah, sorry I've to been like seeing doctors there. about it uh, a lot, you and, saw it, and it's a, it's a, it's a very common practice in this particular thing. Uh, but did he say to you there is a possibility that it's not caused by that? No, he said. Well, here's the thing. You you're. Uh, I I have a really tight throat and a large uvula. <laughs> and he can, he can fix one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, by cutting the uvula out, I will be able just to breathe very well during sleep. But, yeah. But I will also, because I do this thing which I've been like adding on one of my bits, is yeah. the, the Tinder bit, mm-hmm. where I go out in life and I'm like an animal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do like yeah. this is. Yeah. And I love doing that sound. Uh, but I, I think, think I will lose that. No, I don't think you will. Because it's the uvula was was you still have like a bit you can because all of those sounds aren't just made by the uvula they're also made by the tonsils mm-hmm. they're also made by the um, mm. the fat pads in your nose the fat that's, pads that's what I was going to get to as well is because a lot of the times remember I used to be married to a doctor welcome to our very very big show first up by our jo- it's Jonathan and the fat pads <laughs> really big show really um, big uh, so a lot of people who have sleep apnea, um, and I can share an experience in this as well. A lot of people who have sleep apnea, the first thing usually a doctor will tell you is try to lose some weight. Because yeah. often, if you're carrying a little bit of extra weight than you normally mm-hmm. should or do, sometimes you will start snoring. Mm-hmm. Now, I am a little heavier than I have been mm-hmm. in my life, and I have noticed that, wait, well, I have been told... That when I have had a few drinks um, and I go to sleep, I, I occasionally snore. And I have never been a snorer. Mm-hmm. You I mean, are, I've, I've, you've I've heard, heard me snore. Yeah, yeah. And that was after quite a few drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mind you, I was sleeping on a floor, mm-hmm. <laughs> on a rollout Ikea It was matches. a floor snore. It was a floor snore. You were, you were <laughs> snoring on the floor. It was a floor <laughs> snore. Uh, but I do know that um, I feel like if I just got some of the weight off, I probably wouldn't have that risk anymore. So okay. maybe, maybe, uh, maybe before you cut off your uvula, mm-hmm. you do this uh, getting fit thing, okay. lose a few kilos, yeah. Absolutely. And, and see if it changes. That's, that's the plan, actually. Yeah. So I'm gonna spend this summer by just run. Yeah. Aimlessly. Here's what I hate about the exercise. Yeah. It's so aimless. Unless the aim is to look good and feel good. Yeah, but it's such a, you know because it happens so slowly. It's like. It's a gradual thing. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to wake very... up tomorrow and be fit. So I would at least like to get like a, a daily prize out of it. So that's why I, well. 
That's why I wanted to try the whole uh, interpretive dance thing and just dance around and do stuff like that because that's fun while I'm doing it. Yeah. But if I go to the gym, there are these machines where, where you pull and push things, but you don't get the prize. Mm. So I would rather like uh, uh, the perfect exercise would just like to build a house or something where you have to actually lift things and you're creating And at the stuff. end of the day, you've got something yeah. created. So maybe you need to do CrossFit. So what's, is, how is that uh, like building? Because then at the end of the day, you've done exercise, but it's like, I lifted a tire and I hung out with people who feel so much better about themselves than I ever will. And then I went to a salad bar and I ate a salad and I felt really superior to other human beings because that's what CrossFit does. I think you're describing three of the seven rings of hell. <laughs> or are there nine rings? I, I think read, there's nine I rings I haven't read Dante the in first a while. Three, the first three are CrossFit only. <laughs> yeah. And then below that you get to um, gluten intolerance, food intolerance, vegans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then beneath that you have like hipsters who are really into modern art. Yeah. I think vegans get a bad rap. They do? Yeah. Because do. I have never met a vegan who Who's is... Who's an awful human. Who is just telling everybody about her or him being a vegan. In fact, they kind of... They, they kind of, Well, I'm, I'm dating a vegan. Yeah. Uh, and they are kind of closeted about it. Yeah. They're really closeted about it because they know that people will jump down their throat and yeah. tell them, so, do you use soap? Do you... Yeah. Everyone wants yeah. to catch them out. Yeah, I remember, uh, you know, I've been in situations where I say, yeah, I am an artist. I take money from, I take money from the state and I use it to draw stick figure jokes about poop and yeah. uh, child rape. That's how I, and it's also, it's jokes. So I yeah. make child rape funny. Yeah, that's yeah. who I am. Oh, that's okay. I also have gluten intolerance. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what do you, what do, you do so for the reason? I tell jokes on stage. Um, a lot of them are about being rimmed, um, <laughs> fisting, uh, you know, uh, yeah, like um, just eating cocks in general. Like basically, you know, um, fulfilling every stereotype about gay people. <laughs> oh, that, that sounds really fun. I also don't eat meat. You inhuman monster! <laughs> <laughs> it's true. People need to prioritize their hate. They, they really do. do. They do. Yeah. The vegans, um, I've learned a lot about veganism. One thing, they, uh, I tip my hat to them. Yeah. Eating is so much more difficult yes. for them. Oh, oh my God. Because it's, especially if, they, if they're dating a non-vegan. Mm -hmm. So you wake up on a Sunday morning and you've been out the night before and, and it's, you know, it might be 11 and you've had your, your morning whatevers. Um, mm -hmm. and, and then they say, oh, I'm a bit hungry. And you realize that for a regular person in that circumstance, when you're in uh, another person's house in their bed, you go, oh, I'm hungry. And it's like, great. They're going to have toast and cheese and, you know, mm -hmm. or cereal and milk, or they're going to have something mm -hmm. leftover curry, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, and then unfortunately, well, maybe it's just the fact that he picked a comedian. Um, you know, it's like, he says to me, uh, I'm hungry and instantly it's like doo -doo -doo -doo, in my head oh my god do I have what have I got in the fridge I have some fish sauce no that's not vegan <laughs> what have I got I have nothing I have nothing for you one morning all I had was peppermint tea yeah <laughs> have some peppermint tea and try not to think about hunger 
<laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So the, the amount of self-discipline that mm. goes into just being a vegan, mm-hmm. just being like, uh, because I am, I think I am gluten intolerant. Mm. Although I think I just, I think you're just over thirty. I think I'm just over thirty. Yeah. But then there again, is a blood test. I by can't. The way. I can't eat anything with wheat in it. And I won't eat anything orange. So uh, uh, it's like uh, there's a conspiracy against you because everywhere I eat there is some bread in most of the foods. Well, or, you know, or what people, you, you people, have you seen Oprah's um, Weight Watchers commercial? No. I love bread. No. Oh, it's it's heaven. It is heaven. She she she's just talking. She's like, oh, listen, y'all, I've got something to tell you. I love bread. I love bread. I love and she's talking about how she can eat bread every day on Weight Watchers every day I eat bread every day um, and if anyone listening to this loves parodies Maya Rudolph mm-hmm. uh, from Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. does an incredible impersonation of this commercial um, yeah because yeah I just thought of Maya Rudolph when you did that yeah 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 was that sarcasm no because she's really good at doing Oprah she is she's amazing at doing Oprah but we've been babbling for a while we should get to our next segment which yeah. is how to speak Australian. Ah, and this is a tough one this week. This is a tough one. Do you want to start? Yeah, I, I haven't actually planned anything for this episode, so I'll just... Uh, okay, how to speak Icelandic. So you, you're going to teach me something in Icelandic? Yeah. I think I'll teach you... Um, is, uh, do you have like a, any requests? No, not at all. Uh, I guess, I guess, uh, damn it, man. Damn it. Damn it. I haven't anything in my head right now, but what, what, like, what, okay. So what is, um, what is the word since we, since we're talking about last time I was talking about Jambisk a bit. Yeah. So when you have party regret. Mm -hmm. Oh, I actually have a, a, a related phrase, a good uh-huh. word, which uh-huh. is a bit, which I think I coined. And what does it mean? It is, I, I'm pretty sure I coined it because I never heard anyone else say it. So just for those who didn't listen to the episode before, Jambeskubit. Jambeskubit is a play on, word, a play on the word Samveskubit, which means uh, guilty conscience. Guilty conscience, and it, you add party, Jamma. Yeah. So it's, it's a party, guilty, guilty pa- conscience. Yeah, a guilty party conscience. So it's when you've woken up the next day after partying and you're like, oh my God, I, I, can't, said believe that. I said that. I can't, I can't believe, believe I did that. Yeah. Okay. So what's, what's this? Jambeskubit is, uh, so it's the word Gamma. Gamma is basically to... <laughs> Basic gamma is the word for doing this. It's just to, just to ramble, to M- talk, mouth off. Yeah, mouth off. Yeah. Talk a lot. Yeah. So bit is something. It's a word I made up for being kind of you know feeling self conscious and uh, all guilty or because you've been doing too much talking lately. Uh huh. And this is something I get all the time because uh, it is my nature. To, uh, well, for the first like 20 years of my life, mm-hmm. I was a really, really quiet guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk to anyone. I was chronically shy. Uh, and then I later used comedy and art just to break out of that mm-hmm. shell. But um, 
So, but still, you know, that part of me is there and it will always be there, which, make, which, make, which makes me feel like a fraud or uh, oh. not myself whenever I've done a lot of talking. Sometimes after taping a podcast. Yeah. And sometimes after writing those weekly, uh, bi-weekly segments. You do, I do, you do get a little strange after podcasts. I will, I will, like, it is, it is almost a little bit like when you have slept with somebody mm. and afterwards they feel bad about it yeah. <laughs> and wish they didn't do it. Yeah. So I kind of just, I become distant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you become distant. You don't call me for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you won't make eye contact yeah. with me. Uh, yeah. That's I get a gambesco bit all the time. Yeah, which is a uh, uh, guilty, guilty, guilty from talking. mouth conscience. Could you also say that about like when you know when someone's uncomfortable, so they just keep babbling, um, mm-hmm. and they often they might say like digging a hole for themselves. They've said the uh, wrong thing, and they just keep going and making it worse. I wouldn't say that is the same thing. It's no. more of just uh, oh, I did too much sharing, and I I would uh-huh. I, and it's. It never, um, I never wanted to be like because I'm all, I'm pretty much, uh, pretty regularly in television shows or radio shows, like yeah. interviewed, and uh, I'm being interviewed all the time, and I say yes because I think it's a good uh, publicity thing. It, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. The more you're out there, the more it. people see you, the more... But I would also like to be like more mysterious and people would not know what's on my mind. Yeah. Do you know this? The, but but uh, if but I'm not following through on that one because I'm yeah. taping taping a podcast in which I talk about my sex life. Yeah. And uh, about my uh, yes, my my most ridiculous inner thoughts. I would actually say this is this is a bonding moment for us, Hulu, because mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of people might not realize this out there, but we are way more similar. Um, then, then you might realize. I've been thinking this for uh, the past few days. I yeah. think we are very much alike. Yeah, because <laughs> a lot of people don't know this about me. I have awful social anxiety. Yeah, yeah, and and I combat that by being funny, and that's well, that's that's the whole uh, comedian thing. And the, I mean, because the, the stage, <coughs> and I hate yeah. crowds. Mm-hmm. If I can just be on the stage, making jokes on the stage and making people laugh then I don't actually have to invest anything mm-hmm. into strangers yeah. and I can still be far away from them because I don't want to be near them because um, being well, in a crowd disgusts me. Up on stage, you are finally in control. Yeah. You, are, you are actually having... Uh, you're talking. Yeah. You're not having a dialogue. You're uh-huh. having a monologue. Mm-hmm. You're talking at people. You're sharing yourself with people. Mm-hmm. And then you come off stage. That's the worst go, part. Yeah. That's so, <laughs> And I come, I've been going like, being like a king of the world up on and stage. Go off stage. Go, go off stage and have myself the post show smoke. Yeah. And uh, people come talk to me, and I just wish I would be able to yeah. talk to them then. But I'm just, I'm really closed off, and all I say is, yes, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. yeah. Oh, they say that thank was really good. And you, all I can you. say to them is, thanks. I. I don't know what to say yeah, to you. Yeah. Hi, yeah, what's your yeah, name? I appreciate that. Thank Please. you, thank you. And I just I wish them they they would stop talking to me. Mm. But at the same time, I'm really grateful, and this is why I'm doing this for people and to they actually to be. See you. Yeah, I yeah. want people to like me. I want people to be grateful. Yeah. And when they come and are actually it's too, too scary. Grateful, I 
I can't stand it. Yeah. I have no idea how to deal with that. Uh-huh. So I just, I, there are two ways of dealing with that for me. It's just to get blind drunk immediately yeah. or just go home. Well, that's in that, that circumstance, that's where I get the chatty regret mm. because then I overshare or, or go, oh, oh, thank you so much. Can I buy you a drink? Yeah, and then it suddenly becomes a date that wasn't really a date, oh, and yeah, yeah. it's just yeah, it's a, <sighs> I just don't want to have to deal with yeah, and also anymore. because the part partly why you do this and why you do anything is just to uh, uh, get laid basically, yeah, or just to get to love, yeah. So I I'm up on stage there, and uh, hopefully I'm thinking oh. I bet there are some girls out there who are digging my shit right now. Yeah, but. Then they come talk to you afterwards. Impotent, and they go, "Oh, he has nothing." (laughs) Wow. Oh, he was really charming just a while ago, but now he can't even say say a. People ask me a lot what you're like in real life. Yeah, Yeah. what is your answer? I say he's he's. I think you're actually quite similar to the way you you your stage version of yourself is just a characterized version of you. Yeah, and I think I think mine is as well. Like it's just a, a character. You're not like that all the time, and you can have a serious conversation. You're just as witty as you are on stage, but um, they, the audience wouldn't see that because when they come talk to you after the show, all you want to do is have the ground open up and swallow you mm-hmm. so that you never have to make eye contact with another human being. It's a fucked up thing. It is. Know? Being a comedian is a really fucked up, it's strange. messed up thing. But I think it's just a way for us comedians, you know, it's a way to deal with your own, own like, mental illness. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's the We're cure. all crazy. Yeah. We are all crazy. It's, uh, when, I, when I first did this, I thought, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do with mm-hmm. this whole mess that is myself. Mm-hmm. It's just... Keep on going on stage and just telling other people yeah, about it, and also just you're you're also fighting because you know being shy and everything and socially awkward. It's it's based on fear, and there's nothing more scary than talking in front of others. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's one thing more scary than talking in front of others is trying to be funny in front of others. Yes, yeah. and that so we're doing basically the most. Scary thing you can do socially. Do do you find though that when you're in like party situations and you go into comedian mode because you're uncomfortable and you just want people to like you, so you make jokes about things, that when it's on a one-on-one situation, you can come off a little bit like a dick, or because I mean, in my experience, my flatmate Mm -hmm. um, Anton has said this to me quite a few times is that when in party situations I meet. Um, he does this impersonation of me. Mm-hmm. It's like when I meet new people, he's like, "Ha ha ha! I'm Jono. I don't know you. I'm going to be a bitch to you." Yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen that side of you though. But but I don't think it's a bitch. It's just that it can be. I can, I've been told I can be intimidating, mm. and it's just because it's I don't know what to say, and I just want yeah. somebody like me, and I'd rather be sitting in the corner alone. Well, that's why everyone is a bitch. All bits, all the bitches out there are bitches because of they just low want people to like. Yeah. yeah. Everything yeah. we do in life is because. Of because we want to be liked. And there's a there's a secret for everybody. Every comedian has no self esteem. Well, no one has actually. No one but has. We are just more aware of it than others. But I'm supposed to teach you something. Oh shit. We yeah. We okay. got we we're getting really deep and meaningful in this today. Aren't you don't we? have to. We we we've been. You can you can skip your. Uh, well, I just teach you. You know, bloke, right? Is bloke, the word yeah. for man. Yeah. Sheila. 
Sheila. Sheila is a woman. Oh, I love it. Bloke and Sheila. I was just talking to Sheila down the road. Yeah. Savo. The Savo? Savo. The service station? No, that's Servo. Servo. The Savo, Savo is... was this afternoon. The Savo. Oh, Savo. You, are, you want your fucked up language. Yeah. I was just talking to this Sheila down the road, Savo. Yeah. I'm carrying on like a what? Like a pork chop. Yes. <laughs> We're going to make a song out of this at the end of the series. I suppose we are. I suppose we are. If we ever have anyone want to help us make a song. And oh, oh, our next section is the Ants of Agony. Agony. Wait, are we just going to skip the Gay to Me Straight thing? Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't read I forgot. Gay to Me Straight. Sorry. <laughs> Gay to Me Straight. Uh, so it's my turn or yours? I think it's your turn to go first this okay. time. So I have to ask you. You have to ask me something. Uh, you can you can ask me anything you like about gayness, and I there's no topic that's taboo. Yes, uh, I was just asking my friends about this just earlier this week. If like they you had wanted some, them if they had something they wanted so to know. I had some gay to me straight uh, questions. Um, I guess yeah. Uh, there's so. What what is the deal with it's just something that just came to me right now. Uh-huh. What is the deal with the whole uh, the stereotype? The stereotype of loving musicals and Madonna mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know interior design mm-hmm. what you know ev- everything that this the stereotypical gay male is supposed to love. Just... Is there a reason for it? Yeah. Well, or it, and is it true? I'm going to choose to answer this question in the stylings of one of my favorite um, scientific, I'm doing inverted commas, um, commentators from the show Ancient Aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen Ancient Aliens? I've seen maybe 10 So minutes. it's not the dude with the big crazy hair. There's just this one guy, I've been watching a lot of it this week, and his voice sounds like this. Yeah. And so everything is turned. It's like Tim Gunn, but <laughs> No, I'm not going to answer it like that. But that's that's a really good question. That is okay. a fantastic question to ask in this moment. Um, and what you I would please please do the whole do, do voice the whole time. <laughs> Just please. That's a fantastic question to ask in this moment. And what I would say to you is that every gay man actually struggles with this identity and this stereotyping themselves most of their life because I can't do it I can't do it because it it would take too fucking long um uh because uh this is the thing right I am not a huge fan of musicals oh I love them I which is except for the so called musicals of of Andrew Andrew Lloyd Lloyd Webber Webber. I do not They're all shit. They're all shit. Cats. And I hate the ones especially where they're like, this is the dialogue part, so instead of talking, we're just going to sing, and there's not actually... And none of the the songs are catchy. No. 
I can't name a no, single. No, no. no. I love musicals, but my my favorites are I'm pretty classical though, but Mary Poppins and yeah, every Julie Andrews thing. See, I I like the more avant-garde musicals, like like Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I didn't like that one. I really did because I love rock music, and yeah. it was a bit. Like... I wanted the more classical. Okay, okay. But I, have you have you uh, heard the Reefer Madness musical? No, it's based on like this uh, the uh, anti marijuana propaganda uh-huh. film that was made yeah. fifty years ago or seventy years ago, and uh, they did a musical of it, and it flopped totally because yeah. it premiered a week after nine eleven, oh, wow. and it had some anti establishment <gasps> message in it, Ooh. so nobody wanted to see that. I but need it's to a see really this. good music. But I, I, yeah, I, I like the Book of Mormon. Oh yeah, I like I like com I like funny ones, satiric, smart smart musicals mm-hmm. where it's not where there's actually a story and the music is just part of it. I yeah, pretty, yeah, Rocky Horror. Uh, uh, no, uh, I know. Little, little here's the or, thing: or, Rocky Horror, which is showing tonight, by the way. I'm here, not a fan and, of Rocky Horror, but you know, I, I hate that. I, I saw it, it as a kid, and I felt like I I always thought I liked it because everyone told me you're supposed to like it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Because that's how the it. establishment works. And I remember watching it again in, I was 25, it was late at night, there was nothing on TV, Rocky Horror Picture Show was on, I watched it from start to finish, and I actually was so, I had a light bulb moment, I turned over at 2 o'clock in the morning to wake up at, at the time my husband, and I said to him, Rocky Horror has no storyline. Mm-hmm. It was literally like somebody got stoned one night, and went, and then this will happen, and then it was like Quentin Tarantino did a line of coke. Yeah, and then and then afterwards, uh, this thing will happen. I saw an Icelandic uh, uh, version of it once in theater. It was alright, but I, I like Little Shop of Horrors I'm way not, better. Yeah, I actually don't mind Little Shop of Horrors, but here's the thing: I'm not a huge fan of musicals, but I like Madonna. Mm-hmm. I I don't really like Kylie Minogue. I like Kylie Minogue more I, than Madonna. I I I just find Madonna's edgier, mm. you know. Um, I, I, but I have a few Kylie songs I enjoy. I like listening to those stereotypical eighties gay songs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I find myself watching interior design shows. I appreciate good interior design. Um, occasionally I may say words like slay and yas queen and work it bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are moments as a gay man, because you know, you, you, there is this, there is a pressure sometimes within the gay community to just be this, um, Joe, everybody gay man. Mm. You know, like the the whole thing with the stereotype. We are all different. Like it's there's parts of it because I guess as well when you come out of the closet, some people like come out flaming and being gay is all they are. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas for me, it took so, me a long time to go. Being gay is just a part of me. It's mm. just like you being a geek. Yes. And you enjoying sex with vaginas. That's just a small part of me. There is a. There is a culture around. That's the two things that I am. Yeah, pretty much. You're a geek <laughs> who likes vaginas and musicals, which is odd. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but but my favorite musicals are like almost like fantasy and are. science fiction. So it's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, Rocky yeah. Horror is kind of a no, no, a little shop a little of horror. Shop is, of it's a yeah, science yeah. fiction monster yeah. movie. Mary Poppins is about like this magician or whatever. It's a fantasy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so, so there are stereotypes in the community, but the community itself fights within each other about stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think I've told you before, when you go on dating apps, there are people like, you know, mask only, 
which basically means if you like a musical, don't even apply. If you're in any way feminine, don't apply. Oh, yeah, but that's defe- that defeats the whole purpose of being yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Well, d- well, apparently some people just, oh, mask, man. Yeah, you know, but, you know, you, uh, if, how, <laughs> yeah, well. So they want to, st- and there's people who look for straight acting. Straight acting. Or so there are there are gay men who will only date straight acting gay men, which basically means if there is anything like basically they will only date you if at a at a barbecue no one would realize you were gay. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I once knew a gay man who was mostly att- who was only attracted to. Uh, who, who were really who straight were acting straight, yeah, straight and there's acting. theories around that there's theories that that comes from internalized homophobia so that's basically mm. when somebody hates the fact that they're gay yeah um but you know there's there's i mean it's it is a can of worms you probably don't want to get mm. into yeah but i would say that i would say that there is probably very few gay men who can honestly say that they have lived their entire life and not in some way struggled with Stereotyping, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it happens. I can't imagine, you know. Yeah. Because uh, there is well, the only pressure I have as a straight white male is to be more macho and, and more feminine, uh, more feminist. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But well, that comes naturally because you. you know. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you mean by more? Uh, I think I think as a, I think yeah, as a straight today. white man you should be, and I think probably one issue that you would face is I I can I can imagine that you might go oh my god am I saying the right thing am yeah, I yeah 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 I I actually understand because I've been like a, I've been uh I, when when I decided I was a feminist that was basically when I was a teenager yeah and uh, uh, since then I have had some like you can't like this if you're a feminist mm. and you should like this more if you're a feminist and I say fuck that I'm not a perfect feminist I'm a feminist in these areas but still I will watch my sexist movies yeah. and listen to my sexist music I don't condone the ideas and stories but they are just ideas, ideas and, and stories. stories and they are yeah. art and I just exclude art and creativity and all made up things from reality. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, in, in uh, actually, uh, well, in these inst- instances at least. Mm. But um, th- th- yeah, so uh, I I've ne- I I knew like decades ago, at least two decades ago, I realized that I was never going to be a manly man. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I was never going to, I didn't even try to go to, into that direction, so I never, I never, uh, like, uh, even entertained the idea, yeah, yeah. yeah. I never went into a fist fight or said, uh, what you say about my mama? Mm. I never got into that situation because I don't give a fuck and it's just, you know, it's, and you were stoned uh, for me, a lot it's of a, the time. Yeah, I was stoned yeah. a lot of time and for me, it's a sign of weakness to lose your shit because of so much. I agree. Yeah. I agree, and it shows that you're a basic bitch. Basic bitch. Basic bitch is not wanted. Oh, that was good. So what should I ask you? So you think the alternate is that I can ask you something about being straight. The, 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 the mysterious world of the straight. Of the heterosexuale. <laughs> um, and in the past, I've asked you I've asked you about fanny farts. Yes. Queefing. I've asked you about if you faked an orgasm. Mm-hmm. What did I ask you last week? I asked you if you had a type. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked you if yeah. you had a type. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I would... Oh, here's a, here is a question for you. Because I've been reading a lot about the Kinsey scale lately mm-hmm. and, uh, and how, you know, there's this idea now that Kinsey scale is out and, yeah. and the majority, apparently the majority of straight men have at some point had homosexual thoughts. Mm-hmm. I would like to know, has that ever happened to you? I, I think so. Like when you were younger, probably. Um... Yeah, well, I there was time. Just excuse uh, me. Like I just want you to describe it to 16. me while I unbutton my fly. <laughs> <laughs> you stereotype. <laughs> uh, it was uh, when I was like uh, probably seventeen, uh-huh. eighteen, nineteen. I I was in what you call college. Mental school. Mental school. No, and. Um, Basically, my only friend was a gay man uh-huh. who hadn't who hadn't left the closet. But you knew he was gay. I knew he was gay, and he was obviously gay. And uh, I don't know, shit. But yeah, he was a good friend of mine. And did you have a moment where you thought maybe you were in love with him? No. Aha. Uh-huh. I just I kind of just got into his world. Yeah. And uh, and. Um, and it just was really open to the whole, you know, yeah, just, uh, yeah, open to, I guess, homosexuality. Like you could try it, maybe. I thought, I just, I was just, okay, this is, uh, for me, just by hanging around with him for a while, mm-hmm. it was the most normal thing in the world. So yeah. I thought, if I would have sex with a, a man. Yeah. Or do anything gay, uh-huh. it would be the most. I would I would go like yeah sure why not, and I wouldn't wake up next day having a jambusku bit. No, you wouldn't have regrets about no. it. You just go I did it. I did it, and that's what I did. But it never happened. No, uh, I, I, it, okay. I, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about it between me and him. I was just thinking about it. You know, since yeah. since, since he is the one of the only person I'm, I'm hanging around with. Yeah, uh, uh, and then I got like a touch of like the gay community, and I thought, sure, why the fuck not? Now I, I never thought that, but I thought like maybe if it would happen, it wouldn't be a big deal. You'd be okay with it. Yeah, yeah, but. Man, that is a really mature thought for somebody only like 19 years old. Yeah, but you know, but it might have played in that he was my only friend yeah. and uh, stuff like that. But um, I think that's helped make you the balanced person you are. Because I flash, flash forward now and there have that been... That and marijuana. Marijuana, <laughs> yeah. And because there, there have been times when I've, uh, I've even had the, the, I would call it motherly judgmental eye from you. Uh, because you haven't necessarily approved of a man I was with. Oh, I approve of, uh, of every man you are with, but... You, you just know, question my motives sometimes. Yes, well, I, <laughs> I just want to know what's going on. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. There, <laughs> there's, for anyone listening, there was this one time at an event when I had sort of uh, seen someone a few times, and then I was with someone different... And I was ordering a drink, and Huli came over me to me and said, "So, 
Is this what you're doing now? <laughs> Is this the guy you've become? Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, so what I'm saying is, if I if anything, if I would have a homosexual experience, yeah, it would, I would probably wake, I would wake up next morning and go, sure. oh, I did it. I didn't know that about myself. Yeah, but I wouldn't. You'd I would probably be more comfortable than you are after doing a I podcast so, or a yes, show. Absolutely, I would be very comfortable with it, but so far it hasn't happened. So I'm thinking it's. It's a low percentage. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's very much gay in you at all. Yeah, but I've, except I for mean, the musicals, I've, I've like made out with guys. Uh, uh, really? Like in uh, Truth or Dare situation. I did not know that. Well, that's that, that that's not sexual. Too, no, that can't no. be too, too surprising either. It actually does surprise me a little bit. Oh, well, I didn't know you'd ever kissed a man before. Oh, of course I have. I mean, come on. I live in Iceland. Yeah. How do we practice? Um. <laughs> no, it was in like a truth and dare, uh, truth and dare situation. Mm. Oh, on a, in one instance, it was actually like a favor. It was a gay guy who was talking to me, and he said, "I'm feeling really lonely. I just would you mind if we would French kiss for like five seconds?" And I said, "Sure, why not?" That's so sweet. Yeah. Well, it was. Yeah. Sure. That's really sweet. I'm sure at least the one lady who listens to this podcast is going to want to make out with you after that. Oh, please. Just come up to me and give me a clear... You know what I the like? One, a yeah. clear message. A clear message. Don't just be... Don't beat around the bush. Or, 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 or I won't beat him. around your bush. Just <laughs> go, go up to him and say, All right, cowboy, we're getting a freak on or what? Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the one, the one straight woman and the 13 gay men who listen to this <laughs> podcast... Are really going to be happy. That was that was sweet. That was sweet. So now I guess it, it comes to the uh, ants of agony, right? Ants of agony, and I do. We have some advice. This is not. This is this is a genuine advice somebody has asked of us today. Okay, great. And uh, the advice was the question is. Uh, here we go. Oh, I would like to know. So this person has recently started working in the hotel industry and they would like to know how do i deal with being in the service industry when i hate people this is a very philosophical question oh it's a good one though it's a very good one. i i worked i worked uh, as a clerk uh many times before. so clerk being like in a hotel uh as uh, someone who like isn't a clerk someone who uh works behind a the front desk? A front desk. That's at the store. Yeah, or okay, a hotel so like or a like a checkout chick. Yeah. Whenever yeah, like a checkout Or I've, receptionist. I've, I've been a checkout chick uh, in bookstores. It was terribly um uh sexist of me to say. Yes, that. But yeah. that's not the worst thing we've yeah. said no, so far. It isn't. In just flash backwards to yeah. speak in Thai before. Just just mm. flash back to a random part of this podcast in any episode. We're probably saying something more inappropriate yeah. than what we're saying right yes. now. I've been a checkout chick. Yeah. Uh, in bookstores mainly. Mm-hmm. And some stores. And uh, that has really, like, magnified my hatred of people. Yeah. Because people are the worst, as Seinfeld used to say. They really are. What is it with people? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I think... 
uh, yeah, the answer to how do you deal with the fact that you hate people yeah. when you have to deal with people every day, uh-huh. you have to make a game of it. All right. Yeah, you have you. The the reason I am still sane is because of my sense of humor. So describe and the game. The game is just to just make something funny about just whenever somebody annoying comes into your um, situation, mm-hmm. the store or whatever you're doing. Whenever somebody you hate or somebody just who is instantly annoying, just absorb. Absorb that person. Absorb the annoyingness mm-hmm. or the annoyity uh-huh. of that person because it will uh, it will just be fuel to your sense of humor. So you absorb it and give it back to them? No, just give it back to your personal friends and say, you can't, you know that... You I, won't believe this, what happened to me today. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think uh-huh. that's one of the way to deal with it, uh-huh. because you could, you could be passive aggressive to them, but the passive aggressiveness, passive aggressiveness doesn't fix you. No, because it leaves like shit in your soul. Passive aggressiveness is kind of doing a silent shit. But <laughs> the silent shit. <laughs> the silent shit. The sil- <laughs> yeah. So you're just being, but still you're left with the, your own shit, yeah. and uh, and they they leave the situation with was was he being rude? Yeah, or wasn't he? Well, is it a girl or a or a guy who was? Asking? Was it? It was a man. Yeah, it was a man. Do you think there's a difference in the service industry? Like women can can do something that no, a no. man cannot, or no? I don't. Think um, so. I I think that is great advice. I think I am the worst person to ask this advice for because I am a terrible mm. service industry person. And the reason for that is I have had every fucking job you can imagine in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been a wedding DJ. I worked... Um, one of my first jobs was like holding the specials board outside of a pizza place mm. when I was 14 and somebody shot at me. Um, what? Yeah, Australia can be quite ghetto. Mm. Um, can you imagine this like fat gay teenager in like a pizza like uniform with a board? It's called wobble board because all you do is wobble yeah. it. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm, and I'm I'm writing the movie in my right, head. Right, the movie in my head. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, um, I've. I've like you name it. I've done it, and people make fun of me. The re- I... revenge of the fat pizza boy. Yeah. Well, the same the same flatmate that makes fun of me for being a bitch to people at parties. Mm. Um, often when I'm talking about things, who go, "You remember when I was a nuclear scientist, right? You remember? <laughs> <laughs> you remember back when I used to work for Qantas? Um, <laughs> right, right. It's, uh, I've had every kind of job, and I'm at the point in my life now where uh, I cannot deal with bullshit from customers so um the last time i had to work in like a service job i uh just wasn't i i I, yeah i owned the medical center actually with my ex-husband and i i couldn't help it like i just if somebody's screaming at me i Mm -hmm. will say to them um i hear what you're saying but I will not actually do anything for you until you start speaking to me like a human. That's a really good, actually, that's a really good way. Because uh, there is a limit. There's a yeah. line you can cross. And I will tell someone, I do not get paid enough mm-hmm. to be screamed at. Can Absolutely. you please keep your voice yeah, down? Yeah, I, I have friends who work uh, in bars 
who get like assholes yeah. like this all the time. And you should not. Like, no. We do not negotiate with assholes. No, assholes. We don't negotiate we with assholes. assholes. So if the, someone is an actual asshole. Yeah. It's not just you having a bad day, uh, making the minor details of somebody's personality get on your nerves. It's mm-hmm. just an actual asshole. You must be an asshole back. I also love you pointing mu- out where they're being insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, you know, if someone would check into a hotel room and they're like, oh, this isn't the room I wanted. I wanted the room immediately below this one. I'd have to say, so what you're saying to me is you wanted the sea view, which you now have and you have more of it. Mm. But you're concerned because you wanted less of the... I don't get this whole... It's, it's, a, it's a power trip thing. People mainly... It's not an actual reason why people mainly complain in situations like no. this. They just want to insert have someone to, uh, to boss around, to insert themselves. I was so proud. One of my, my other flatmates, he has been working in a hotel here in Reykjavik. And he's actually leaving. Both of my flatmates are leaving. And I'm about to live with um, drag queens. Um, okay, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, my life is just going to be lashes and glitter from now on. It's going to be shadier. In. It's going to be shadier. You know about shade. Yeah, you taught me. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but one of them, he's been working in the hotel industry here in Reykjavik for ages, and he's told me stories about the shit he takes from people all the time. I was so proud of him. He told me the other day it was his last shift, and he said, I finally didn't have anything to lose and this woman was screaming at me mm-hmm. um, for no reason because uh, it was something about like he needed to take her credit card imprint mm-hmm. and she was crazy and thought that he was going to like steal her money but that's a normal thing that happens in hotels um, and after she'd screamed he stopped her and said do you feel better? Okay. Do yeah. you feel better about treating me like a subhuman mm-hmm. right yeah. now? That's that's a really good, really good yeah. way to approach this thing. Here's the thing: uh, in many jobs, you are told to just just keep your uh, the customer is always right. Yeah, the customer is always right. Just uh, keep your shit on the inside. If even if they're being a horrible, horrible bitch, people. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I would if. You are in a job where you can get occasionally away with telling people to go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. You should do that. Especially when they are being uh, with, uh, uh, asshole bitch people. And in Iceland, with 1% unemployment, it's virtually impossible to get fired. Yeah, absolutely. However, if you are in a job where uh, you have to be polite all the time, mm-hmm. you can do what I sometimes do. What's that? It's just... Uh, Tell them to go fuck themselves without them actually realizing this. So, but what's here, an example? Here's how, yeah. For example, you they they are being an, uh, uh, they are being um, a horrible cunt to you. Yeah. And uh, you you just take it mm-hmm. and you deal with it and you give them all you can in or in like all the service you can. And then then when you're leaving, you say thank you very much, but you don't say thank you very much. You say fuck you very much. Thank you very much. Yes. All right. Thank. Fuck you very much. Sorry. I said thank you very much. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Another one. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. What does that mean? Spell it out. See you next Tuesday. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. 
Because then the customer leaves the store or whatever and goes, See you next Why Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Yeah, Ooh. oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, and they think about it for See a while and Tuesday. you know they're not going to get Remember it until they're on the train. We were walking down in uh, like a up. Uh, Neil, uh, and you bumped like, into that guy? Yeah, I bumped into this tourist who was just looking at his phone and he wasn't looking at He bumped into you. Yeah, and he lost his, his phone, fell into the ground and you, it didn't break. And you picked it up for him. I picked it up for him and I said, I'm sorry, sorry, are you all right? I'm sorry. And he was just looking at me like I was... Just, like you punched a baby. Yeah. Yeah. So I just said, okay, fuck you. And I walked away. <laughs> and... Uh, I didn't even look back, so no. I didn't even see his reaction, no. but I, it gave me an enormous self. Uh, and I will say, I actually, sense. I think I on was this really note, pleased with myself. I think we, as a human, like non-crazy people, and I, I use that term mm. loosely, but I think you know, I think we need to start pulling people up on this shit. Like mm. when someone's being really unnecessarily difficult. We need to point it out. Yeah. If someone's screaming works, at you. actually. Because often if you, and that's what my, my flatmate said, is he said to me, this lady, and he said, do you feel happy right now that you've screamed at me? Mm-hmm. She stopped and mm-hmm. changed her entire tactic. Yeah, that is a really good tactic. I remember one time when I was, uh, I was meeting, uh, yeah, I was with, meeting uh, this girl I know, and she had her like uh, boyfriend at the time or someone who she know, mm. knew. And I, uh, she was traveling with this guy and I said, so how do you know Kata? Yeah. And he says, what do you mean? And I realized they're both coked out of their minds. Uh-huh. And I, I said, just, yeah, how did you, how did you guys meet? But why do you, would you ask something like that? Why are you just spying on us right now? You want to know everything about us? You want to know how we met? What kind of, what kind of stupid question is it? Why do you care how we met? Yeah. And I was like, I just, I was just making conversation. I just actually, I, I'm not really interested in why, how you met. I was just actually asking you how you met because I have no other thing to ask you or tell you or, or talk to you about. Well, you're just being a little bit, and, I, and then I just finally said, okay, I don't want to talk to you any longer because you are being an asshole. And then just, then I just talked to the next person. At that point. From that point, this person started to kiss my ass for the rest of the night. Wow. Because I just told him, you are being an asshole. I don't want to prove myself to you. I just, I find you to be an asshole. This is my opinion of you. It's not going to change. And then he wanted, because he was... He didn't want to be an asshole. He thought he was on top. He thought he was like, yeah, just putting me in my place. And I just put him in his place, which is the place of assholes, Mm -hmm. because he was an asshole. Mm And I said, I just, I didn't even give him the chance. I just, yeah, I just ignored him for the rest of the night. And he just, he actually, I think, I think he bought, bought, bought me two drinks or something. Wow. I think the same thing works with people, you know, we we're talking earlier about people who ask you on purpose, awkward questions in public. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, my, my flat out tactic with that is I will always say to them, what an unnecessarily awkward thing to ask me in front of all these yeah, people. Yeah, I do that as well. Yeah, you could, you could. Uh, just... I still answer it, yeah. but I just want to let them know you're being a cunt right yeah, now. Yeah, I just, I just usually just tell wow, them. What an, just, uh, yeah, uh, what an awkward question to ask me in front of all these people. Yeah, I say something like that. Yeah. I want to say, I, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Oh, uh, and, but I, 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 I'm, I mean, I have some friends who have been in situations like this, and they go, "He was such an asshole to me. He was such a bitch to me. He asked me this. He was." Just really humiliated yeah. me, but he actually didn't humiliate anyone. Yeah, he just he asked a very he asked a question which was meant 
to like humiliate you so he, so he could look better. Yeah. But and you didn't have to let him look you, better. Yeah, you could just no. ignore him and uh oh, man, people are the fucking worst. They are. They Fuck are. All of them. So I really feel for this guy yeah. who who hates people and has to work in the service industry and let's be honest there are times that you don't know. Next week, you might have to work in a hot dog van because we live in Iceland. Mm-hmm. And we, we don't know what is, what is going to happen. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen to it's me. It's not going to happen to you. You're way too fucking famous. It may happen to me. Yeah, I may end up working in a hotel. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but, but I feel for you. And I think, I think the thing is to know that if you are working here in Iceland, it's really hard to get fired. And know that if you have something else you're working on, it's temporary. True. It's temporary. Was it an Icelandic person who asked you? Uh, yes. Okay. It was an Icelandic person. So, uh, uh, so I guess we've we've given good advice for now. We have yes. for now. So, but please let's change. Let's make a change in the service industry of letting people know when they're not being a nice customer. I think it's time for something meaningful. Oh, am I finally going to have something meaningful this week? You have something. Uh, I can find something. I can find something. What can? Oh yes, I can. I can. I um. I, as we, I told you last week, I was afraid because I delivered a TED talk, mm-hmm. um, and I revealed things in this TED talk that right. nobody knew about me, and in this past week, uh, so the TED talk went online, and I've had nothing but nice messages about it. I've had course, people who I who are, I'm really close to saying they were like my agent in Australia. He sent me a message saying, um, uh, I'm a little bit sangry with you, which is when sad, you're sad and angry. Yeah. I'm a little bit sangry with you, but I understand. Um, uh, for, you know, I don't want to, I won't give too much away. Go watch the fucking Ted talk. It's called the best year of your life might not feel amazing. TEDx Reykjavik, Jonathan Duffy. Um, and, uh, but uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've had quite a few people, which is really positive out of it. Send me messages saying I have felt that exact same way before in my life. Thank you for sharing that story. So that's something meaningful, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you yeah. have anything? Um, do I have anything meaningful for you in the end of this uh, program tonight? What about the fact that you, you, you're enjoying the process of, of um, working with me? I, I really need some No, I don't find anything <laughs> meaningful about that. It's not... That's, I mean, I don't think our relationship has any meaning, really. I mean, no, we just try to make money all, together. Yeah. 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 Wow. yeah. Wow, that's... I mean, I, I, I don't even, you know, like you. Really? Wow. That's, that's quite deep. Keep going. I'd, love, I'd like to hear more. You know, no, no, I just think uh, you're kind of superficial. Uh-huh. And... Uh, uh, don't get me started on a TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> which which you in no way cried during at all. I did, I did not cry because I am a man. Thank you so much for listening to... Uh, the fourth episode of Australia. I must remind you that we are having a stand-up comedy show next Thursday, which is the 16th of June at Bar Ananas on Klapparstigur. And um, 
it's uh, it's the night before the national holiday of Iceland, so it's gonna be a party night. So it's it's also gonna get a, a little bit just a little bit crazy. See you then. Þú finnur fleiri skemmtilega alvarpstætti á nútímin.is. Takk fyrir að hlusta.